I would like to say I coach and. Yes, this isn't FIFA. This isn't Ultimate Team. Oh, we can't just put our favorite players and our best players. But before we get to mine, actually, there's cohesion. And there's things you have to understand about players that mentally you have to worry about as well. It can't just be the best 11. It's got... Or, you know what? We'll just get to it. I just... <laughs> oh, right. my gosh. So, if we look here for a second, this is what an actual lineup looks like. Bay Area, stand up and let's be heard. No more sitting in the shadows. We're known for our winning ways. And not being the best, that just ain't for us. We're loud, we're proud, and we're unapologetic about it. So even when times are looking as dark as the black and blue we wear on our crest, we tell them that Goonies never say die. And when we're done shaking things up on the pitch, there's another shake coming. This is something that's been created by the people for the people. This is everything and anything San Jose Earthquakes related. This is Aftershock. Vamos San Jose. Alright, welcome to Aftershock, the first podcast. Hope you guys like that intro, or as we like to call it, the entire budget of the show. <laughs> uh, I'm Saz, this is Jacob. Uh, we're just going to get right into it. Uh, so, let's talk about last season. There's a lot yeah. to talk about yeah, as yeah. far as last season. We made playoffs. That's great. Uh, that's the goal. Yeah, uh, We went out in a really depressing fashion, just absolutely destroyed on penalties. But... We made playoffs. That was the goal first, and now we're looking to evolve this season, make maybe a deeper run. Yeah, I think given some of the underlying problems in the squad, we made it to the playoffs. I think that it's something to build off of going yeah. forward. Yeah, with uh, Vako and Kashi obviously not being in the squad, who were very dominant for us on the pitch, uh, missing them for the majority of the season did hurt. Uh, but that leads us to the offseason, where it did seem we had some acquisitions that we were able to replace for them. And... Now, we did lose Nick Lima, who seemed to be a staple for us, and homegrown, which seemed really damaging at first. Yeah. On top of the fact, we lost Husin, who is another one who seemed to be with us. And it seemed the first five trades we had were all just, all right, we need to get rid of people and make some money, because on top of coronavirus and Ori being the smallest market, we had no money. So it was good to see some players come in. Yeah, I think it's good that we brought in some more depth at the right back position. I think also we need to figure out a different style of playing going forward but I think that now Almeida has some more pieces to work with he never really took a liking to Hosin, I believe at all mm -hmm. throughout the season I think now that he's got some more of his uh, past players in the squad like trophies and stuff like that I think he's really gonna be able to do a lot more with what he has yeah and we know Almeida loves his favorites yeah exactly <laughs> he has his favorites and he loves to play them Fiero, Rios, yeah, Vega we'll, we'll we got him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it's good to see some moves because, like, as a San Jose fan, we anytime the transfer market's up, we're like, okay, who cares? Like, we never get anyone. Or anytime there's a rumor for anyone coming from Europe, yeah, okay, yeah, I'm sure we're going to get him, right? Never, and even with other MLS teams, we never are in the conversation for gain trades. Yeah, it's difficult because we don't obviously have the budget to be scouting out these, you know, highly requested players, you know, lots of demand for them, and... A lot of the times the players we get, you have to look them up and see, all right, where are they going to fit in? How will they fit into the system? And yeah. it's going to be a lot of moving parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, we had the official change from Avaya Stadium to Earthquake Stadium last season. And now a new 10-year deal for PayPal Park. PayPal Park. Yeah, it's. Uh, I didn't <laughs> like it at first. It's growing on me. I like it, kind of like a Jurassic Park theme. Uh, or as Reddit has already deemed it, PP Park. <laughs> so uh, glad we have that <laughs> attached to us already. So that's lovely. All right. Let's go into what we want to see from the Quakes this year. This is Almeida's third year with the club. 
And we've seen definitely without doubt, especially at the MLS's back tournament, a real explosive offense and just a lot of fun, creative games. Also games where we're having seven nil losses. So let's see what we want. What do you want to see from them? I I think I want to see more consistency. I think you would agree. I think the main, you know, issue was we went on a huge string of losses here and Mm -hmm. there, and we just never really found our footing at some points throughout the season. You know, at times I think you would agree we looked good. We had good moments, and then, you know, games against LAFC and Portland, I remember we got wiped out. It Mm -hmm. was terrible. Yeah, I would agree with the consistency. I also have that down as a note. Uh, I believe both of the last seasons we start as the worst team, if not bottom four team, for a majority of the season. And there's a MLS has a little chart, and you can see even last season we start at the bottom and then we skyrocket towards the middle. But with our man-to-man pressing system and little substitutions, we end up being gassed by the end of the season, and that puts us on another losing streak. So I'd really like to just see. Obviously, it'd be cool to start with a hot win, but let's just start with something consistent. Like I don't want to see. Loss, 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 win, loss, 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 win, which, yes, is consistency and loss is, but I want to see better from us. And that kind of leads me to my next point. I want to see more substitutions. I agree. I think that we yeah. need squad rotation for sure, especially with some of the depth that we have as far as youth talent. You know, mm-hmm. We have a lot of young kids in the squad. Yes. I think that we could take advantage of that, You know, maybe start to you know, phase Wando in and out, different players here and mm-hmm. there. But I think that we definitely need to keep our squad fresh and healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially with a tiring man-to-man press system that has won us a lot of games. That can be heavy on, like, especially for someone like Wando Lowski or Shea Salinas who are a bit older and have been doing it for a long time. And then, like you said, we have many young kids that are able to get into the squad and maybe build for our future. But also, like, if the scoreline is down, we're down a couple goals, just give some of the kids a run. If we're up a couple goals, give the kids some run. Yeah, there was yeah. too many times where it got to the end of the game. We were down by a goal or so, and we just looked so one-dimensional, you know, just throwing in crosses to Wanda, hoping something would take a lucky bounce and we would capitalize. But, you know, I think sometimes we need to switch it up, give some of these young kids a chance to run, you know, some creativity, some flashiness. I think we need to incorporate some of that more into this season. Agreed. Um, and one thing I want to see this season, and this is going to be big for Alameda, is I want to see the hot man play. If he's having a good game, I want to see him play. Now, I'm all for one that a coach should believe in his players and give them opportunity, and everyone has a bad game. But I'm tired of seeing the same exact players play every game, especially when we're on a losing streak. We need to change things up. Biggest of all, I am tired of seeing Fierro play. I don't want him <laughs> yeah. on the bench. I don't want him in the park. I don't want him three cities down. Look, he ends up on the stat sheet every single game somehow, but it comes at three goals coming towards our way and 75 turnovers each possession. Yeah, I think he's just one of those players where he's so frustrating to watch at times, and you can't really put your finger on why. It's just the way he plays, something about his aggressiveness, and there's just something lacking. I don't know. Either way, he's just frustrating to watch, and I think that... We need to figure out some other solution for that left-hand side. Mm -hmm. Again, I'm all for believing in the players and giving them chances, and not everyone is going to feel good in their first game, or maybe it takes them a couple games to get into it, especially with all these new signings. But we can even see with Daniel Vega the last couple seasons. It seemed like every game he was doing something silly that let in a goal, and it took forever for JT Morkanowski to get in. And now, look, he's the national team goalkeeper. Yeah, I completely agree. I don't know why it took so long for Vega to be, you know, benched. It was like a string of three or four games where it was error after error. And they weren't just like, you know, oh, they 
conceded a corner or something like that. No, his were crucial errors that led to goals directly, saves that you would have expected from a goalie. And I don't know. It's it's just good that eventually JT got his playing time. However, I think Almeida needs to be a little more cutthroat and ruthless with some of the players that aren't performing. Well, and that, that's another concern of mine. Vega was a player under Almeida, and now we have signed, I believe, two or three players that have previously played out under Almeida. So I don't want to put in all these new players who aren't performing, and then all of a sudden Almeida keeps playing them because he's one of the favorites. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that we need to make sure we have that rotation just to, you know, encourage some com- some competition in the squad. You know, yeah. I think that's going to be a big thing, especially at a few key positions in our starting 11. I think that competition would really mm-hmm. you know push our team forward. Yeah, I would also love to see the midfield actually churn and attack with the ball. Too many times I see Yule, Jackson, Rem, or sorry, Jackson Yule, Remedy, Judson, all checking to the center back. The center back plays them the ball. They have space right behind them to attack and move forward. They play it right back to them, or they'll play it to the outside, and we just go left and right, left and right, and eventually we get trapped, and we either have to send a long ball or we get counterattacked. Very rarely have we been churning and attacking. And if you watch some of the qualifying games for the U.S., Obviously, it was depressing that we didn't qualify, but Jackson Ewell was a star of the team. He was even the captain, and we saw him receiving the ball, churning, and attacking spaces and creating chances. And even in the game where they ended up getting knocked out, he scored a lovely goal from churning, attacking the space, and just shooting. I'd like to see that for the Earthquakes this season. Yeah, I think that leads into a bigger discussion about our style of play. You know, our midfield is turning into a possession-based, you know, tactic it's it's just sometimes when we're down by a goal or it's level, I think we need to put a little bit more pressure on. And I think you're right about that creativity. Make something happen. Be able to turn on the half and just feed somebody in running in behind. I think that we need definitely more of that. And hopefully we can encourage Yule and Judson to pick the ball up in the, our defensive third and find some sort of distribution going forward. Yeah, and it's not just creativity in the midfield. It's the final third. In the MLS's back tournament, we were known for our explosive counterattacks. But if we're not on the counter, it seems we have no option in the final third. Like we were saying earlier, it just seems that we get the ball and we hope that Wondolowski makes a run that we can get on the end of. And 9 out of, or really 10 out of 10 times, it seems like, we're not scoring. Yeah, it's it's definitely frustrating watching us just cross the ball in the whole time. It, you know, it, it makes me feel like if we don't get a lucky bounce, it's going to be very difficult for us to score. Mm -hmm. You know, there's glimpses of us having these moments of creativeness going forward. I think Mm -hmm. Espinosa is a player capable of that. But, you know, you look at players like Wando and when we had him, you know, Erickson, it was sometimes difficult to look at them and say, how is he going to create a goal? You know, Mm -hmm. maybe they'll get a goal somehow, but how are they going to create something? Mm -hmm. How are we going to put the pressure on? Um, something I'd also like to see is starting the game off hot. We saw it against Oakland. The first 20 minutes, terribly slow. I get it's Actually, it wasn't even the first game back. They played against Sacramento the week before. Uh, we really played to the other team's level. We don't come out and say, we're the Earthquakes. This is our style of play. They have to beat us. We always say, okay, let's see what they're doing. We'll kind of feel it out. We're right with you. We're right with you. Oops, we messed up. Boom. Goal in the net. Now we have to come back. And we're great at coming back. We all know it. Goonies never say die. Even against Oakland, (laughs) we made a great comeback. But as fun as those are, it'd be nice to have the lead or at least be putting pressure on from the get-go. Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit of a worry when you see 
us struggling against a team that's not even in the top tier of our le- of our country yeah. and also our league regardless yeah. it's it's a little frustrating when we watch us come out so so slow against teams like Sacramento and Oakland and you just think to yourself guys this is a team that we should be putting pressure on making them defend instead it looked like we were vulnerable at the back and we were unsteady we were very shaky mm-hmm. And then, as we were mentioning earlier, I'd like to see some of the youth play. Cal came on a lot last year. Beeson came on a couple games. And then it'd be cool to see kids like Jacob Anchorage get some game appearances. But I want to see Cal and Beeson starting in more games. We, we uh, need to find the solution for Wondolowski. I'd love to see Benji get a couple runs because he uh, he didn't even get a play against Oakland. I didn't even yeah, see him warming up. Yeah, I don't know up. what happened. Um, I'd like to see Cal and Beeson get some starts. Youngworth, while I like him personally, and this is a heated debate between us, he is getting older, and we're going to need yeah. a solution for that. And Beeson is young. And last uh, last season, I really liked him. The only problem is it seems he was a little nervous, and those nervous moments led directly to goals, which shot his confidence. Give him a couple more games. Get him used to the league standard, the league's pace, and then he'll feel more comfortable, and he can really be a contributing factor us for years to come. Yeah, I agree. I think that we need to incorporate some more youth into our starting 11 i think that youngworth for the pace of mls is a liability at many points i think that he also is very shaky you know passing out of the back at times especially when he puts us in dangerous situations that makes me mad we'll get to yeah we'll get to that later. i think that yeah. you know we need to talk more about certain crucial positions in the starting 11 like the mm-hmm. right back and the left wing striker how are we going to create goals how are we going to concede less i mean there's a big discussion about that um and then just some of the concerns we have for this season um the uncertainty of almeida's future uh almeida is known for coming into smaller clubs and fixing them up and then leaving now, San Jose has definitely been a challenge for him. He hasn't won the league yet compared to his other yet. teams. Uh, <laughs> making the playoffs kind of seems like a win at this point. Uh, there hasn't been real talks about a uh, contract extension. And uh, this being his third season in the club is the second longest he's ever stayed at a club uh, for, in all of his managerial career. And what comes with that concern is, like we said earlier, he plays his favorites. We're really building a squad full of Almeida's players. Yeah, exactly. So what happens if when the next coach comes in yeah. and he does, plays a different style? Now we have all these players who aren't used to it. Yeah, exactly. I think that the one good thing, the positive about Almeida staying so long is we have seen the club back him. And mm-hmm. as far as potential targets, you know, obviously we don't know all the scouting and stuff, but the fact that he's gotten so many of his former players and players that he's familiar with that would hint at him, you know, saying, all right, I, I, I trust these guys. Yeah. And like, I, like you said, going forward, if things don't work out, we're going to be stuck with a lot of these players in our squad that may not fit for how the club's mm-hmm. identity wants to go. I don't the future, know. Yeah, yeah it's, it is concerning. But I will say every game, Almeida seems passionate. It doesn't seem like he's giving up on us. It seems like he wants to be there. Uh, it would just be nice to hear something about a contract extension. Yeah, hopefully we can get that sorted out soon. And then, like we said, the inconsistency earlier. We really want to have a consistent squad this year, not just with the player rotations and everything, but results. Obviously, you can't control that every week, but we can't be going on these big lose streaks so that at the end of the season we have to make this miraculous run against LAFC, Portland, some of the other top dogs in the league. Yeah, I think that the biggest step forward for us is, you know, 
how are we going to string together a few wins? There was so many times where we just fell apart. It felt like it, what happened, you know, you're left looking at these goals that we're conceding and we you, couldn't connect three passes and you think guys, come on now. We, we've got to play better than that. We, mm-hmm. we definitely need to find a way to, you know, get our confidence up and, and keep things going in the right direction. We had three games in a row last season where it was NFL score lines. It was <laughs> yeah. awful. That LAFC game was one of the worst games Seattle, I've seen. Portland, yeah, Portland, yeah. Portland, yeah. There, there's something to be said about us struggling against bigger teams. At the same time, we did have moments against bigger we teams. Beat we beat LAFC, LAFC two well, out of three, yeah. But even in that game, it wasn't a convincing win. It was sort of a lucky it's last, last goal minute, from yeah, you. But, yeah. I mean, there is potential for us to succeed. I, I don't know if we're at the level we need to be to compete mm-hmm. with those teams, but we definitely need to find a way to keep it you know, competitive just to allow us a chance to steal the game or something. We can't get blown out 7-0, stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, you say that we don't have the level to compete, and we saw these offseason moves and how the squad's been building the last two years. So you would figure in the third year, oh, this is going to be great. We have new players that Almeida already knows, so they don't have to build into the squad too much. I was really excited. I thought we were going to come off to a strong start. And then we got to these preseason games. Yeah. Obviously, the Sacramento game, uh, it wasn't live stream, so we weren't able to see it. But uh, the Earthquakes did end up winning 6-1 to one versus Sacramento, where they played three 40-minute uh, quarters or periods. And uh, I think the one takeaway from that game was Kate Cow. He got a hat trick, which yeah. is really nice to see because a big problem with Cow last year was he was able to get in dangerous positions. And it seemed even at 16, he was scaring veterans and pros. But... Missed seven, eight, nine, uh, one on ones, and just really could have won us the game on multiple occasions. Yeah, it's it's a tricky one because it, it, when he gets in those positions, you want him to score and you expect him to score, but at the same time, you have to keep in the back of your mind that he's so young. A lot of these things will come with time. However, we did see many videos of him training yeah. over the summer, working yeah. on his finishing. Yep. Hopefully, that translates into the game because I I think we both agree that regardless of whether he starts or not, whether he comes off the bench, he's he can have an impact. And yes. if he can take advantage of those decisive moments where he has a good, clean look at goal, if he could put a few more of those away this year, I think he'll be in a good position going forward. Yeah, anyone who followed Cade Cal on social media this last offseason saw that. If he wasn't at Coyote Trail or wherever he likes to do his little hikes, every single day was doing finishing drills with one of his trainers. Yeah, he's, he's definitely you know aware of the problem mm-hmm. I, it must be frustrating for him you know thinking about those chances he's missed hopefully that motivates him to you know get better and, and it's good to see it. that motivation yeah right? i think yeah. that's one of the best things you can have as a young kid you know you don't want to lose that passion once you've reached the professional level yeah you don't want to think you're already there yeah, yeah because i think it's obvious you know he he does have you know the raw ability he was drawing interest from barcelona so i think he hears things like that and he's like i need to improve yeah and it's it's tough to keep a level head with all that going on because then you might get starstruck you might just you know be a little phased by all these rumors and you might feel some pressure coming on you but Mm -hmm. if he starts to develop into the player he can be i think he'll be just fine all right (laughs) the oakland game let's break that down a bit because that was live streamed in uh on a potato for quality, but we were able to catch it. Uh, the first thing for me is the midfield. It's the same old, same old that we were talking about <laughs> earlier. Just We passed back every time. And then I think we just completely wasted Remedy. I, I didn't even see him in the game. It, it literally took 30 minutes until I realized he was actually playing. 
instead of playing him at his game, which we saw for Atlanta United when they won the MLS Cup, and he was one of the best players on the squad, where he would get the ball, he would churn and attack, and he would be a center mid at the attacking mid position because he had to push everyone so far. We saw him filled into the Jutsen role, who was out of the game because of green card issues. Hopefully we can resolve that because he yeah. was a big factor for us. Defensive player of the year last year. Player of the year. <laughs> for us, at least. Uh, we just saw him going in between the two center backs and becoming a third center back on, op- uh, on offense. Or he would pass right back to the center backs. Had no impact on offense for us. Ewell, again, on the national team, was incredible for us. Churning, attacking. And then, then when he comes back to the Quakes, he's limited to wall passes. It was very, very frustrating to see from our two holding mids. Yeah, I completely agree. It seemed like we had no control in the midfield at all. It seems like we were playing to Oakland's game style. You know, they they kept attacking us down the wings, and we were leaving space in behind. You know, we, we conceded a couple terrible goals, but then when we did get the ball back and we were able to try passing into the middle, it was just what were the options? How are we going to break the lines? It, it was very frustrating to watch because we do know, like you said, that there's – players in the squad that are capable of making the half turn, finding the distribution wide, something like that. We, we saw you will do it in yeah. the national team. And it's just when we come back to San Jose, there's something that just stops us from, you know, that little bit of urgency. Yeah. Um, and then my next biggest thing was what happened to Youngworth and Ellen East? It, it really seems like they were taken into two separate rooms and given two completely different game plans. For the first 20 minutes of the game, it just like, just I don't even know what's happening. It seemed like Youngworth was trying to play sweeper, but then he would have to press really high, yeah. and then he was giving away ball. It seemed like Alanis thought he was the main man. It seemed every time he got the ball, he would take it for a little bit and then go for a long ball, but then we didn't have Wando up top to go for him. While Wando was playing, it looked like we were never passing it to him. We were just sending long balls, and Alanis just never sent it anywhere. They looked completely disconnected for the first 20 minutes. Yeah, I was, and it's a bigger issue because, you know, if Oakland can do that to us, when we play against players with more quality in front of the goal, it, for example, there were so many occasions where Youngworth was caught high, like you said, and same thing with Thompson. Thompson loves to get forward. Our whole right side on the counter was exposed, and it, mm-hmm. it, it brings up so many defensive questions. It forces Espinosa to come back, too. It, it does, yeah. and... It's very frustrating to watch because we should not be playing that way. We want to see us have some stability at the back and you know a strong spine through the middle. And yeah. we we got completely blown out of the water in the first sixty minutes. It Agreed. Was not yeah, good. I mean, it took sixty minutes for us to wake up. The we first scored, twenty was horrendous, we, but it took sixty minutes yeah, to wake we, up. We got we can see we scored two goals in like five minutes, and the floodgates kind of opened. Yeah. But you know, to get to that point, it was terrible. Like, what mm. what's going on? Yeah. Another thing on top of that is not only are they a league below us, they had four players on trial. Yeah, it was it was just that sort four of four players who aren't gonna be playing next season. It was just that yeah. sort of game where you're disappointed because it's a team that we really should be taking care of. Yeah, yes. that's the bottom line. I, I don't want too many excuses. I, I want the reality to be we should not be struggling against a team like that as much as we did. Yeah, I don't care if it's preseason and everyone's kinda of nonchalant. And they're coming back. A majority of those guys are realistically going to be in our starting 11 for exactly. 9 out of 10 games this season. Exactly. I, and, again, a league below us. Four trial players. They should be able to take it easy and walk through them. We shouldn't have to go all out and beat them. We should be going all out. 
but we shouldn't have to to be a team like this. Let alone to be dominated by them the whole first yeah, half. Pass, uh, yeah, we were getting passed around. <laughs> Let it. Alone. I thought I was watching Prime Barcelona again. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> the Oakland Roots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I will say, uh, one there were a couple of bright spots for me this game. Uh, first off was Paul Marie. I was not a fan of his. I didn't like when he came on as a sub. I didn't care who we were playing. I thought every single game was killed defensively was killed offensively, just looked a pace behind, didn't look to the MLS standard, was a all-star today, or at least when we played the Roots. I thought that was by far his best game in the black and blue. He looked like a competent left back. He was making runs up the line. He was beating whoever his winger was every time. And I don't want to say he shut down the guy on his side, but a lot of the goals came from the other side and or when Fierro came back. Yeah, I think he had a decent game. I wouldn't go as far to say like an all-star, but yeah. I, I do agree that he he filled in all right at the left-back position. A couple times he got out. I mean, he got caught out. I, mm-hmm. I don't know how much blame you can put on him for that. He doesn't really play there. It's not his natural position. Mm-hmm. Probably doesn't understand the marking as much. But uh, I do think that he filled in well, and he, he, he performed. I think uh, what I like from this is I still think Lopez is the number one option at left back, but uh, I think this creates competition for Lopez. Yeah, can't I let mean. him be comfortable. And now, if Marie continues to play like this, I'm comfortable with him being in some of these games. Maybe not all of them. I still rather have Lopez, but I'm not going to be hurt when I see it on the team sheet. Yeah, as we discussed before, I think competition is a really good thing for the squad. I think that I think that especially across the back line, there needs to be that competition. I mean, I I think you would agree that. Alanis is pretty much a first name on the team sheet in the defensive yeah, line. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. But the other three, there's competition yep. there. Yep, agreed. Um, for me, all-star of the game, highlight of the game. This was beautiful to see. Man of the match, uh, trophies. Yeah, that was Outstanding. Good. Outstanding. Not an Earthquakes player. Just high level. Constantly moving off the ball. Nine out of ten times when he got the ball, churned and attacked. And if he didn't... He would go to another angle to create and try and find a new option to go forward. Very rarely was he going back. And then what a peach of a goal he had. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we saw a glimpse of what he can provide for us this season. You know, the first half we struggled. But once we settled down and we started possessing the ball, taking risks, he was the link between the back and the front for mm-hmm. us. You know, he, he definitely has that quality to produce something, especially that goal we saw. That would be very nice to see mm-hmm. us taking – some sort of risk going forward this season because there's too many times where we just result to crossing. If we have that threat through the middle as well, it opens up so many different options and dimensions. Also has an extremely dangerous eye for a ball. I, I, I love Wando, and he's done yeah. wonders for us, but if you put Cade Cal up top, you put Benji up top, you put Espinoza in an attacking position, there were four or five chances that he tried giving to Wando that, bless his soul, he didn't get the pace to get there. Yeah. You put someone a little pacey up there, he broke the line every single time and was able to get one-on-one. Yeah, I think that's one thing that Trophies offers is he's quick. Yeah. And I think that his style of play would probably su- be suited more towards you know some of our younger players. I yeah. don't think Wando is the right partner for him yeah. up top. I yeah. think that Wando— I him and Espinosa were great together, though. Yeah I, yeah, I would say that Wando is a player that you know he, he thrives in movement in the box. I think Trophies offers a lot, you know— on the counter or going forward, not mm-hmm. in these, you know, playing in from the wide. I, I think that Trophies and a younger player, like you said, Cowell or Benji, mm-hmm. I think they could provide some, you know, serious attacking threat. I mean, even Shea. Yeah, yeah, even Shea Salinas, he's yeah. quick as well. I yep. mean, I think there's definitely different options we have going mm-hmm. forward. Yeah. 
Uh, and now to be on the complete opposite side of the scale, Carlos Fierro. Uh, I, I, I back the manager 100%. He's been great for us. Outstanding, brilliant talent. No one can doubt. I don't know what Fierro is doing for us. I get it. He ends up on the score sheet every time, and that's important. He just looks so slow. He churns over the ball almost every single time. He's not connected to the play. He gave... I thought he... He might have got a concussion middle midway through the game and thought he was playing American football. Because on the penalty, there was no one near him, and he tried catching the ball. Yeah. Gives away a penalty. Oakland Roots go up 1-0. Yeah. Fierro definitely is a question mark in the squad. I think yeah. we both agree on that. Fierro, at times, just makes you think, how is he still starting all of our games? And that's yeah. a bigger question. But Fierro needs to figure out his his role it, sometimes it feels like he's coming back too far on defense or you know he's trying to play too possession based i think what we need from our attackers is you know that threat and sometimes i feel like fiero just doesn't have that threat yeah he's just not connected with the play and it's the same thing we saw with vega right like i don't know what was happening and i'll give credit to almeida i'll still trust in them only because andy ruiz was another one who for the majority of last season was killing me when he was a striker yeah. Just wasn't connecting the play, walking all the time. But I will give credit to Ruiz. Once we moved him to that attacking mid-roll, he really found life. And now I'm not going to start him personally if I'm the manager, <laughs> but he's earned at least some substitution appearances as a consistent sub. I thought Andrew Ruiz came on really strong at the end of last season. Yeah, I think Rios definitely offers something in the middle of the field. I don't think he has the physicality as far as, you know, the pace and quickness to, Agreed. you know, get in behind and provide that sort of threat. But I do like him on the ball. I do yes. like him linking it up and playing out wide. He does have that, you know, technical ability and the spatial awareness around him. Smart player, too. Yeah, yeah. to pick out a pass. I think he does offer that. It's just sometimes when he was up top, it was frustrating to watch because you're like, where are you running? Are you just going to sit there or yeah. are you going to... Never in the box. Yeah, Never and, in the box. It's too easy to mark as a defender. Yeah. You can't have him and Fierro on at the same time. Absolutely not. Wait, <laughs> I mean, if you look at the stats, though, when they were on together, I think in the last half of the season, they I think it was like yeah. four out of the last seven games, <laughs> they scored or assisted someone. It was it was luck. It was yeah. Luck. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't just, know. I mean... You gotta find the cost management because I feel like it's costing us more goals. Yes, they're scoring one or two, but I feel like if we put out a better squad, we'll get three goals. Yeah, I think that we're leaving out a couple better options. Yeah, that's for sure. As of right now, I guess you have to leave them in because they're still producing. But I am ready to say goodbye. <laughs> I agree. I think that it's it's time to maybe give some other kids a chance. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Rest in peace, Claude. But as Arsenal fan TV says, it's time to go. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> um. Espinoza, just another bright spot for the team. Fantastic. Yeah. I don't care if he's not scoring goals. His work rate in the 90th minute even, just pressing and creating. And when him and Chofis really started to link up, it was incredible. Obviously, when Vako departed, uh, teams were able to kind of double-team him more, so they couldn't pick one side or the other. They just knew it's only coming from Espinoza. So that's why I liked having Thompson in, because then he was able to cut in more, and they had to guard him and Thompson. And then when Chofis got in there, that's three players they had to mark. Yeah. Opened them up more. Yeah, I think on that right-hand side, Espinoza is by far our most attacking threat. Mm -hmm. It's not even close. For yep. me, For me, he was the offensive player of the season by far last year. Yeah, last year. season, without a doubt. And, yeah. and he, he just has that, you know, killer instinct inside of him sometimes that you witness and you think, okay, that's what we need more of. There's times mm -hmm. when he'll go at defenders and take them on the dribble 
and he'll find the finish. He definitely has the potential to make us, you know, threatening. I, I, yeah. I just, and there's no other way to put it. He does have that quality. Yeah. Uh, one thing I want to discuss is Lucio versus Thompson. I I wasn't big on Tommy Thompson as a right back. I liked him in the attacking section. I thought he was creative. He's one, honestly probably my favorite player on the squad to watch. But defensively, he lacks a little bit. But I thought at the start of the game, he was great. But when I saw Lucio, I'm like, oh, we have a right back right back. Like yeah. This guy has played here for years, understands the position, understands the run. First couple touches were off, but once he got in the flow of the game, putting in dangerous crosses, looked like a fullback. Yeah, I haven't seen too much of him play, um, but I think you're right. He does bring that experience to the right back position. There's times where you look at Thompson and you think, oh, is he really an outside back? Is the he, second goal, he got a little not nervous, stepped too much. Is he really in. a defender? That's, yeah. I think that Thompson, you know, he has something to offer going forward, but, mm. you know, that competition with Lucio, I think that, you know, that, that could be a good battle between them over the course of the season. I, I think he just, I think Lucio has more experience, and it's, especially when Flo is on the same side as Thompson. Flo likes to get a little high, presses. Thompson's still recovering from run. He doesn't understand the other three need to become a three back while Flo's up. Yeah. I saw Lucio do that immediately. Yeah. So I think that experience kind of helps out and balances our squad a little bit more. But it's tough because I really love watching Thompson play. Yeah, Thompson, he, he does offer us things at moments mm-hmm. going forward. But for the good of a, an entire game, you know, sometimes he does lack that, you know, defensive mindset. And that could cost us, especially, as you mentioned, with Flo thinking he's a uh, number nine. So, mm. like, <laughs> yeah, going forward. So, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. All right. I mean, we've talked about some of the players a bit. Um, so, what we have for you guys is we have what we both think the starting 11 should be. And we both made this about a week ago. Uh, we've both been sitting on it, and we just have now shared. And I'm looking at your lineup, and I wanna, I'm about to fire you from this show. Okay, we're going to go into what we both think the lineup should be. So this is Jacob's lineup. Um, okay, <laughs> we can just stare at that for a second. and then. I mean, why, why don't you break, it, you break it down for me? I, I can't I, even look at you while this happens. I think there's a few things that I want to incorporate. I, I understand that this is not the most experienced team. I think that there's definitely some weak spots. Yeah. However, <laughs> as far as a style of play... I think that this team offers something. So this is what this is. <laughs> goals, yeah. There's going to be goals for sure. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe on the wrong end of the pitch. <laughs> yeah. but no, so I think JT and goal, that's a shoe yeah. right? Between yeah. both of us. Yeah, okay. I think Alanis as well. Yeah. This is where we we differ. I mean, Lopez, I think you also put, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Beeson and Thompson, that, that right-hand side is definitely going to be up for debate. Uh, we touched on Thompson versus Lucio. Yeah. I opted for Thompson just because I haven't seen Lucio play too much. Mm-hmm. I think that Thompson, he, he has a good understanding of the system that Almeida plays. Whether or not he executes that, I don't know. <laughs> but I think that Thompson just has that, you know, Long run with Almeida in the earthquakes. And I just I just see Jordan Morris on the left wing when he comes back. From yeah, the that's, from that's, Swansea. <laughs> no, I'll be the first to say yeah. I think Thompson yeah. and Lucio could be interchanged. Yeah. I, I don't know about that. This is a crucial one here. For I think me. the holding mids were. Yeah, that yeah. was settled last year. Yeah, let me let me just touch upon number fifteen at the back there. Oh, God, I yeah. I think that Flo just. He's too much of a liability at times. He's very slow. He got burnt so many times. Also, playing out of the back, Flo is 
very, very unstable. Beeson's not any better. <laughs> I don't know. He's younger. And yeah. Flo just, I, I, I'm sick and tired of him, honestly. Okay. Okay. But moving forward, Yubel and Judson, I think those are shoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, Trophies yeah. as well in the yeah, number yeah. 10 yeah, position. That Oakland I, game is outstanding. Yeah. I, I, I mean, yeah, take it with a grain of salt because it was a preseason game. But mm-hmm. I think that's kind of what we need to connect the front and the back. Mm-hmm. Espinoza, shoe-in, right? Yeah. Haji and Kikanovic, that's <laughs> that's where it gets a little interesting. This is where it shows why we're talking on the podcast and not the coach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, no, if I wanted to actually coach, I, I would oh, probably, yeah, I, oh, yeah. Now I would he probably it. pick a little now bit. Now he changes it. But huh? no, this is how yeah. I would like us to play sometimes. Oh, okay, yeah. So Haji at the left mid, I just like his creativity. I think that he offers a flashiness going forward. There's times when he would come on as a sub. And he definitely looked to go at a defender. I think we miss that sometimes with Fierro. Yeah. Fierro just, <laughs> Every time with Fierro. Fierro yeah, yeah. just kind of gets a little lucky with these positions, and he manages to get a goal. I don't know. I think that – and not that Haji is, you know, the strongest player in the squad, but I do think that Haji represents a position that is up for grabs, right? I think there's a lot of different players you could throw in at that left mid. That's all I'll say. And then up top, I just I can't keep putting Wando up front. <laughs> I, I I know that that's a tough one, but Wando is just probably a liability at this point. I think that he would be okay coming off the bench at times to try and nick a goal or something, but playing a whole ninety minutes every game with Wando up top, or you know at least most of the game. It's so one-dimensional. He doesn't offer that much going forward other than, you know, movement in the box. Sometimes he drops down deep and, you know, connects and switch the field. But other than that, I, I'm really not that impressed with Wando anymore. It's it's brutal, I know, but I think that we definitely need to phase out and bring in some new some new talent. I just, yeah, I mean, I just with Beeson, I, just, I didn't see passing. Last, he looked too nervous on the ball for me. And... Kikanovich, we haven't seen him yet. I, yeah. I can't. And then Hachi was in the midfield. Now we yeah. have him on wide. We don't know how fast well, he, he is. He came in out, out wide a few yeah. times. And as far as Kikanovich, I, I wrote I wrote a little piece on this on the website going into it a little more. But I watched Kikanovich play a couple of times at the collegiate level, and I understand that's a completely different pace. However, he does have a knack for goal. He He's very quick. He's physically strong. I think that's a big you know, upside compared to Wanda. Wanda's at the point where, you know, he has stamina, but as far as that blistering pace, you know, multi-dimensional threat other than just movement in the box, I think that Kikanovic offers something going forward in a way that Wando can't. I also like his size and his potential for hold-up play, but we have to see how he does yeah. at this level. Yeah, so let's let's see what you uh, have to yeah. say. I, I mean, mean your, that's, yours that is probably was, a little bit different, I would assume. Is, yeah, this... I'm gonna show you what an actual lineup looks like with balance and. If I see if I see Flo at the back, I'm not. Yeah, well, <laughs> I would like to say I coach, and yes, this isn't FIFA. This isn't Ultimate Team. Oh, we can't just God. put our favorite players and our best players. Well, before we get to mine, actually, there's cohesion, and there's things you have to understand about players that mentally you have to worry about as well. It can't just be the best eleven. It's got or you know what? We'll just get to it. I just. All oh right. my gosh. So if we look here for a second, this is what an actual lineup what is looks like. This? this isn't my ultimate team list. This is what a squad looks like. This is a team. Uh, 
Yeah, JT and Cole, I think. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. We both agree. I think we'll, that... get, we'll get to all the agrees first. Yeah. Alan East, I think we just number Him and Kashia last season were outstanding. Yeah. I thought Kashia was actually better, so I thought that was a big loss. But Alan East was outstanding. Uh, both, he's left-footed, keep him on the left side. Uh, I had Marie, or sorry, I had Lopez, but I was tempted to put Marie after last game. That was impressive, but no. it's still it's still Lopez for that me. That would have been a, a, a pretty rash decision to put Marie Yeah, after in. one game, I think yes. Lopez, over the course of the last season, he, yeah, he was Yeah, proved good. himself. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think Marie has earned some substitutions, though, or at least a couple starts here. Yeah, and we'll see how that plays out. All right, uh, Yule and Jutsen, that was our midfield, yep. I think it allows for more spacing uh, for Yule to go forward and allows some of our wingbacks to get up because Jusen will kind of sit back and yeah. he could play that third center back, as we were saying, Remedy got stuck with last time. Uh, and then Trophies, just outstanding. We need that, what we've been needing. We talked about it earlier. Yeah, Both agree I, there. I agree. Espinoza, our best attacking player last arguably two years, I thought Valco was when he was playing, but Espinoza always up there. Now to the differences. Your your favorite player in the entire squad after Rios and Firo. Flo Youngworth. I just... I, I think this is where it comes down to, yes, he is slow. And it gets burnt a lot of times. He gets caught too high at times. But this is where chemistry comes about. He speaks German. He speaks English. And he now knows Spanish. He, bring, he can talk to the whole back line. Everyone else there is fluent in Spanish. That's their first language. On top of that... Energetic, always screaming at the squad, always demanding more of the squad, never has his head down, always fighting for the ball, very aggressive, lights up the squad. You always count on him to be an energizer bunny. You always need that in the squad, especially when you're down two or three goals, like a San Jose Earthquakes can be. You need that guy who's going to fight for you, and he inspires the back line. He can lead it. I just need him and Alanis to connect more, which we saw towards the end of the game is better. And because of that, because I have Youngworth in, that's why I put Lucio in. And I originally had Tommy Thompson in until after the Oakland Roots game where I saw Lucio and I saw a full right-back position. I love Tommy. He's my favorite player to watch on the squad. Just creative. Love watching him down, run down the wing when I'm in person. And I get to see up front and close him do all his type of favorite skills on people. But we lose a bit of that defensive ability. And now when we have flow going up, we can either have Jutsen cover or we can have Lucio covered. So now this just creates more unity. This isn't... Our all-star team that we're building that yeah, has attacking. This, this one, builds defense in our back line. This is the last thing I'll say about Flo is, you know, I agree he is a leader. He does have that trait. Mm-hmm. It's just sometimes he makes too many he, rash decisions. Yes. And I think that sometimes is a liability. That's well, all I'll say. What I what I will say, though, is I, I completely agree with all the points you made. I think Beeson needs to start every third game. I think we need to start giving Beeson playing time, and I think he needs to get adept. And we slowly break Beeson into the starting role. I don't yeah. think we throw him in yet. I think yeah. we slowly get him used to game time. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, yeah, Yulon Jutsen, that's fine. Uh, I have Cade Cal on the left. Uh, I thought his pace scares defenders. And then his 1v1 situations that he was able to get into or create for others is phenomenal. Yeah. All he had to work on was the finishing. And what a goal he scored against Oakland. Perfectly bottom corner. I preach it to everyone I ever coach or anything. The bottom corner. I don't need these fancy highlight top net goals. Bottom corner is always the hardest. Thierry Henry, one of the greatest strikers of all time, known for just passing in the corner. And that's what he did against Oakland. I'm not saying he's Henry, but he does have the pace. He's got a bit of swagger to him. Now he's got the bottom corner in his locker. Yeah, though, I mean, as I said with my lineup, that left mid position's up for up for grabs, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have a, a 17-year-old playing it right now. 
I, I think that it's it's at a point in his career path where how is he going to make that tr- transition into the starting 11? We saw mm. him have very strong impacts off the bench. It's just becoming a case of, all right, does he have what it takes to be in the starting 11 and provide for you know an extended period of time? Because as you said, he's very physical. He's very quick. Maybe his attributes are highlighted because he comes off the bench and there's tired legs. We'll see how he translates into the starting 11. I definitely agree. I want to see him play in the starting 11 at mm-hmm. many moments during the season. Mm-hmm. And then good old reliable. Death, taxes, and Chris <laughs> Wondolowski. The three things you can count yeah, on. Yeah. I'll be the first to admit it's uh, we're nearing the end. Yeah. We're, uh, I'll, actually, I'm probably the millionth person to admit we're nearing the end. Yeah, and it's, it's and sad. It's the, sad. The touch, the touch is gone, but the work rate is there, and... There's no one you want inside the six-yard box more than Chris Wondolowski. He will find the space. It doesn't matter where, what league you're in. He will find the space. He'll find the ability. It's just finding ways to connect with him. And hopefully with Cal's youth and Espinosa's work rate, it uh, lightens the workload on him a bit so he can get more into those dangerous spots. And now we have a bit more creativity so we don't have to just cross to him every time we can actually find him. I do, however, want to see Benji implemented, and I want to see other options. Uh, same thing I said with Flo. Every third game, they can't be playing. Like you gotta get some of the young guys on. You gotta see. We gotta move. We gotta build for the future. Yes, this is now, and we're trying to make the playoffs now, and hopefully lift MLS Cup. Let's just hope for playoffs, um, and we'll build as we go. Yeah. But I think I think this is our most solid lineup, and it creates balance in the squad, and it helps all around. And it's not just an attacking lineup. This really helps us all around. Yeah, I, I agree with many of your points. Let's let's see what Almeida comes out with against uh, Houston next week. And uh, oh, Fierro, Rios, they're all starting. These guys aren't going to be here. I just hope that we do add an element of squad rotation throughout the season, and you know, make decisions that foster competition and really drive these players more to keep their starting spot. <laughs>